Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. ah, Watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
Toby Braff, Scott Hamilton here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. Marsha, my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, and I are not into fancy cars. Unless, of course, you count my Model T. Now, I mentioned that I would imagine from the ads I see on television, an awful lot of people must be making a monthly payment to have a newer car than their neighbor. My friend Tim says, Don't assume that the motive to buy a new car is primarily competitive consumerism. The way cars are built these days, and the way New England winters have always treated them, buying a new car is a strategic move akin to leaping from a rapidly fracturing ice flow to one that has not yet deteriorated. Tim might well have added that some men do the same thing with their wives. An ancient thing by Spike Jones about some child who is getting nothing for, for Christmas. The fact that dozens of women have recently come out of the woodwork to accuse an ancient wealthy man of bad things. Well, don't you think that this must be sending chills down the spines of tens of thousands of ancient wealthy men in America who've done the same thing? Although another wealthy man with many notches on his stick was recently unmasked, his notches were perhaps earned by his winning smile, proving that subterfuge, alcohol, and drugs are unnecessary to achieve one's desires and are the last resort of insecure wimps. We are not surprised at the amount of press generated by this most recent incident Although hundreds, if not tens of thousands of men have done the exact same thing, only a fraction of them are ever caught, and only the fact that the people involved are not newsworthy keep us from hearing about them. 
Do you think this is true? I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Thank you.
will be Braff here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. With any luck at all, you know, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. I just called Apria, company called Apria, and I begged Apria for the second time in one week to discontinue the annoying sales calls. 800 number keeps calling me, calling me. The helper said that the record showed that I had called a few days earlier and asked Apria to discontinue the annoying calls and that they were working on it. Well, a week later after that, they're still calling. Apria are some folks who are charging sky-high prices for their sleep apnea products and services. I can say this because I once saw a bill to my insurance company for $220 for a chin strap that I found I could buy online for less than $20. My insurance pays, which means that you and everyone else pays, too, with higher insurance premiums. When these companies are allowed to gouge, everybody pays. A couple of years ago, I spoke to a German about this habit American companies have with overcharging for health services. And he said such foolishness would not be tolerated in Germany. Although we have an outdated, expensive system for our health care, here, here people wave an American flag and roll over and beg to be robbed again. Here, of course, being robbed isn't a patriotic thing. My country, right or wrong. Now, I must admit that I do sleep better and I feel better when I use the mask. I used it last night. I feel good today. I do not fit the profile of the person with sleep apnea because most of them weigh a bit more than my 152 pounds. My friend who put me wise to getting checked for sleep apnea a few years ago would have, well, he would have dressed out a bit over 250. In case you're still listening, I voluntarily gave up my daily baby aspirin several days ago, and I feel very good. I've been eating the thing every day for years, but now I'm wondering if that tiny aspirin could have been the cause of my stomach distress. When you get old, things wear out. And when you take a pill to cure one thing, it seems to mess up something else. Eat a cough drop to keep from coughing and you rot your teeth. Eat an aspirin to keep from having a stroke and you burn out your gut. You know, there just ain't no beating it.
Farmer, you have heard many sparkling wits say that growing old beats the alternative. Please notice, if you will, that these perceptive philosophers are very young, and that when they acquire the aches and pains that complement three score and ten, if they don't change their tune, they will very likely to be singing it in a minor key. Yes. You knew I was going to give you an example. The east wall rotted out of my three-wall tractor shed and the building collapsed. With the help of my wife, Masha, the almost perfect woman, I was able to restore my tractor shed to better than new, replete with taipa, in three days. But there is a price to pay for climbing up and down a ladder dragging 12-foot boards out of storage and nailing nailing these boards in place. Yes. At the end of the third day, I dropped into bed, and you can't believe the numbing pain that I experienced right between my shoulder blades. Oh, it was awful. In the morning, I discovered I'd been lying on my glasses...
Have you ever done anything you wouldn't want people to know about? Perhaps it was 60 or even 70 years ago. You know, it really doesn't matter how long ago it was. You might have been 10 years old when you threw eggs at the hen house. Do you realize that there's a good chance that somebody who was there at the time might still remember it? Perhaps they're just waiting for you to run for mayor or dog catcher so they can come forward and tell everyone about it. You know, muddy up your good name or whatever reputation you, you're presently stuck with. When you stop to think about it, it is very unlikely that anyone will remember any incident the same way you do. People usually have their own version of anything that ever happened. All of this is brought to mind by the inordinate number of famous people who have recently been accused of being naughty, what, 30, 40, 50 years ago. The pressure on everyone in society who has done anything bad is no, now so intense. The pressure is now so intense that famous people who have not been accused of anything have recently admitted to our eager sensational press corps that 40, 50 years ago, they also did naughty things. Now, I don't know if this is going to increase the number of people that go to their movies, but you see they're trying to get the jump on a potential accuser by admitting to something that everyone else in the world probably forgot about long ago. I don't know about you, but I'm going to keep my most egregious crimes from the 1940s to myself and take my chances. Now that's nobody's business I don't know what this baby's got 
From what she's got, she's got a lot. Does she do the child's and hot? That's nobody's business. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favourite station, where with any luck at all you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. I am reading a book called Your Atomic Self, written by Kurt Steger. Did you know that scientists can analyze a hair from the top of your head and Tell where you were drinking water six months ago. <laughs> Amazing what they can do. I read that they can take a woolly mammoth tusk, something that died 12 years ago. They find this woolly mammoth tusk, and they can analyze this tusk. They can tell if it was a male or a female. If it's a female, they can tell just by analyzing this tusk from a woolly mammoth that died 10, 12,000 years ago. They can tell how many children this this animal had. Amazing. I could be mistaken, but that's the way I understand it. Most of the references in this book are from scholarly articles published within the last two or three years. So the science in this book is pretty well up to date. My wife, Masha, the almost perfect woman, is reading this book too, and we were talking about body chemistry and the atoms in our bodies, and it reminded her that the little cousins who are allergic to bread went to France for three weeks. And they discovered that in France, they discovered they could eat the bread without getting sick. The parents were overjoyed. They thought the kids had outgrown their allergies. But the first day back in Maine, the kids got sick. Now, I don't know anything about this, but my wife, Marcia, says that there is poison in the food we eat here. There are no government regulations here that prevent big companies from selling food that's really not fit to eat. We're talking about genetically modified grains sprayed with who knows what kinds of poisons. Have you ever heard of such things?
You're a sweetheart. You're a sweetheart. Do, do, have. I have never played that song, I don't think. While reading an online newspaper, I found a page of vacation experiences for thrill-seekers. <laughs> Can you imagine advertising vacations for thrill-seekers? Jump off a bridge on a bungee cord and things like that. Number two is a motorcycle taxi ride in Thailand. My wife had two friends who were snuffed out in a taxi in Paris, and I have ridden in a taxi from Stuttgart to the Mercedes factory in Sindelfingen. I remember it very well. I didn't think anything could top that for pure, unadulterated fear. Way down at number seven for an exciting vacation is the famous running of the bulls, if you can imagine anything worse than that. But, you know, if I wanted chills and excitement, I'd simply walk down to the mailbox in December without wearing a scarf and mittens.
played that on purpose. I played it last week, in case you remember, because I wanted to hear Ron Carter playing boom, boom, boom. <laughs> what a great tune. I was over 75 years old the first time I heard it. How could such a great tune have escaped my attention for so many years? You were listening just by chance, perhaps, to the humble farmer here on your favorite radio station, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you for listening. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. I would like to hear from you. And now, just in case you happen to be interested, let us talk of romance. We read that many newly married couples choose to relax at a tropical resort by the water. Those who were born and brought up in Key West might find the dog sled races at Fort Kent to be much more exciting. And what is, you tell me, what is the purpose of this honeymoon thing anyway? Isn't it your understanding that the honeymoon is somewhat of an anachronism in these troubled times when people live together and perhaps even have two, three children before it becomes financially expedient to form a legal bond? And isn't that what all this fuss over the same-sex marriage is about anyway? Some people of the same sex are going to live together whether anybody likes it or not, but should they be permitted to enjoy the same tax and other financial benefits afforded only after a marriage ceremony? Well... We were talking about romance, and here I digress by talking about marriage. One loving couple met when he was having a massage, and the table broke. <laughs> My cousin Rosemary met her husband banked when he dropped his suitcase on her foot. One of my wives was walking along the street in Tense Harbor when I picked her up and carried her off in my Model T Ford. Times have obviously changed. My friend Wilder Oak says he fondly remembers when a romantic first date meant you took her down to the dump to shoot rats. Thank you. 
brave. We played uh, Paul Desmond, Ron Carter on bass going rom, rom, rom. And now we are going to play John Thyssen, who just happened to be in Ron Carter's class at Eastman sometime between 1955 and 1959. But first, this message. From time to time, lobstermen who feel they are being crowded out cut off the offender's traps. Like any war, this escalates until the ocean floor is littered with thousands of dollars worth of lobster traps and people start pointing guns at each other. You've read about this in the paper, you know about it. Sometimes they attempt to ram the other fellow's boat or shoot at him. It can get very ugly. Here's a comment someone posted on a blog about a recent lobster war. Listen to this. Arson, cutting traps, stealing from traps, sinking boats, attempted murder. Must be a fortune out there in lobsters to commit these types of crimes. Well, is this not an astute observation? How many people have you heard of who shot at each other for the right to mow some rich man's lawn?
John Thyssen on trumpet. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. You know I've been talking with you on the radio for 35 years. I started talking to you on the radio April 6. It was on April 6 in 1978 that I started talking with you on the radio. And in all that time, listen to this. I have learned one very important thing. I have learned one very important thing in 35 years of talking with you on the radio. You want to be pretty careful of what you say on the radio. You never know when somebody might be listening. <laughs> 